Hello, everybody. Boy Hello! Just peak the audio already. Yeah! Um, it's Crit Apocalypse time, Woo! episode 16. Holy of shit. Of 208. The number of the beast. Mm. Is it, no, 16 isn't the number of the beast. It's 666. Um, but 16 and 6 times 3 is 18. Which is close to 16. Stop trying to pull a Carol Vorderman. Right. You're no Carol Vorderman. I'd love to pull Carol Waldman. Who wouldn't? She's hot. Mm. Cunt and the Gang sang a song about her. <laughs> I hate that band. They're lovely. I don't like them. Did you watch their election thing they did? This is my no, election. No. Where every single thing was basically had the same intro for each category that they were talking about. <laughs> and it was by David Cameron. David Cameron's micro penis is only so small that it barely is visible beyond the end of his pubes. And Nigel Farage likes to have a pint of beer in a British pub with a pint of beer in his hand in a nice British pub. <laughs> Yeah. I just don't. I just don't find the appealing. I understand that he's a musician. It's you know to your own taste, but but it's you know. puerile, silly nonsense. That's yeah, but like there's better silly nonsense out there. <laughs> I love it. Charlie Brooker likes it. He likes Charlie it, Brooker okay, likes a lot of things that yeah. I don't like. Don't be so mean. Anyway, what do we do on Crit Apocalypse? <laughs> well, Crit Apocalypse, we each review four things. These things can be anything that we've experienced in that week or bi-weekly period between which we record the podcast. Hmm. How many things? Do Is you that what we do? Well, oh, yeah, shit. That's, that's a summation of what we do. Other things we do, outside of the podcast, breathe, eat, consummate relationships. I, I do the eating and the breathing thing. <sighs> <laughs> yeah! I'm starting this week. Woo! I start Go! On? Right, so unfortunately, because I've done bugger all this week, we've got two wrestling things to do. I'm going to make the first one nice and short. Um... And I think my review will be succinct. Roman Reigns. Yeah. It's close. My first review is WWE Extreme Rules, the pay-per-view that happened the day after we recorded the last podcast. That's how far I'm stretching back. Um, Wait, when did we record the last one? It was on a Saturday, and the pay-per-views were on Sundays. So, it was a Saturday? Yeah. So, WWE Extreme Rules, yep. 2015 edition. What makes the rules extreme? Um, the idea is that every match has a stipulation that makes it, you know, no disqualification or whatnot. I can barely remember anything that happened on it. So Joys of Heroin. Yeah. I don't know what the main event was. I can't remember. I think it was Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton, possibly in a triple threat. Randy Rollins. Ro- Randy Orton. He's alright. He's very slow moving. I think it might have been. It probably wasn't. I can't remember because whatever happened in it. Johnny Mnemonic. Didn't bother me. Um, I remember the John Cena versus Alexander Rusev match because it was a variation on the leather strap match. It was a steel chain match. They had a chain attached between their wrists. Mm-hmm. In a leather strap match, you have a, a strap that's about seven foot long between your wrists. And the idea of the match is you have to beat your opponent down and tap each corner in order. And when you, if your opponent stops you from doing that, then the corners reset and you have to start over. And the first person to hit all four corners, kind of like a bit of a playground game. But I quite like the idea because, like, you got the strap. One person's—it's not long enough for you to get in each corner with one person in the corner. So you have to keep yeah. make sure you, you have to drag them around a bit and all this. Usually ends the same way with one person falling into the corner accidentally. I was going to say, if you throw someone into the turnbuckle, hmm. that counts as no. them hitting the turnbuckle. Does it count? So even yeah. if like it's like a race against your own front. Yeah, there was um, <clears throat> was it uh, John Bradshaw Layfield versus Eddie Guerrero one, which ended with both of them had hit each corner. And Bradshaw was in front of Ed, the corner between Eddie, and Eddie jumped, landed on Bradshaw, tried to tap the corner over his shoulder, but Bradshaw hit it first, and Bradshaw won the match. Why didn't and he just touch it whilst he was facing him? 
No, because Bradshaw was like trying to stop Eddie from getting to that corner. But when you just he could have just turned around and hit it, but it doesn't yeah. matter. It's the drama of the moment. So it was just poor. So it's Eddie running, jumping, trying to leap over him and go boom, but he fell backwards and Bradshaw hit it. I'd take that as evidence of mental retardation. Hmm. It was a good finish. Well, you no, should see the match they had the month like, before, boom. though, man. Jesus, the month before. This, see, this is it. I remember this match from over. Jesus, how many years? When did Eddie Guerrero died in two thousand and five? This is over ten years sure. ago. Um, the match paper before where Eddie Guerrero lost the title was a no holds barred match. No disqualification match. One of the bloodiest matches you will ever see in a WWE in anywhere. Like, there's a thing that people joke about called the Muta scale. There's a wrestler in Japan called Muta. When he bleeds, he bleeds everywhere. Like he pisses blood. Yeah, he's he's quite a good wrestler. Mm. But Eddie Guerrero, they they joke that Eddie Guerrero bled so much in this match he broke the Muta scale. Like there was literally just pissing blood. The ring mat was completely stained by the end of the match. Like apparently they went and like. People like how was he alive? Apparently, he lost a couple of pints of blood in just the process of just. It was all because when he got hit with a chair, the corner edge of the chair smacked his head uh, open, tall. and then he still bladed because he didn't realise it busted him open that quickly. So he bladed. See, I remember that from years ago. All I remember from Extreme Rules last week was the John Cena match versus Rusev. I'm really trying to remember what happened. Um, there was Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose. Okay. And I think they had a serviceable match. When you hear last Ambrose, man standing, I think was what? it? Was it a know. last man standing match? Maybe. When you hear the word Ambrose, do you not think of Ambrosia? Yes, that's because he is. He is like Ambrosia. He's also a titty master. He's like Ambrosia. Yeah. The small pots of custard you can buy in Sainsbury's. Yes, he's creamy and lovely. <laughs> he's an Adonis. But he's amazing. Adina Ambrose is amazing just because he's got a reputation as being called the titty master. I don't know <laughs> who any of these people are. I know who Should Roman I look Reigns up on- is. No, don't. I'm gonna look up on no, Wikipedia look, and find out what matches. That's a visual thing. This isn't. This isn't. I can look it up. Extreme rules. Podcast isn't visual media. Oh god, I hate typing with these. All right, just put the phone down. Yeah. What's your review for it? Did you? You said you didn't enjoy it. I can barely remember what happened. It was two weeks ago. Right. Let's see if I was what, if I was right about any of the matches. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna play um, that again. Right. There was a singles match that happened before the pay per view. That doesn't count. Chicago Street Fight, Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper. I was wrong. Uh, oh, Dolph Ziggler versus Sheamus in a kiss me ass match. <laughs> the loser of the match had to kiss the winner's ass. Um, there was a tag team championship match that didn't have a stipulation. The chain match, I was right about that. Uh, Nikki and Brie, Nikki Bella versus Naomi. That was just a title match, no stipulation. Well done. Really using the pay per view. Roman Reigns versus Big Show was a last man standing match. See, I remember that. I, I vaguely remembered that. I remember there was one. Wait, you said Roman Reigns and then two other people. Well, I you? thought he was in the main event in a triple threat, but he wasn't. It was a steel cage match, Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. See, I don't remember that. I know Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins? He's yeah. a liar, man. I wouldn't trust him. Why? He's a liar. Oh, the song. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> the pay-per-view was meh. I, I barely remember it. Okay. I remember what happened on NXT this week and the week before. They were really good. No, no, and there's an NXT event in a couple of days. The WWE have a developmental territory called NXT. They show it on WWE Network as like a one-off thing. So it's, it's like eight-year-olds fighting. When, no, when the wrestlers before they go to the main thing, because the things with WWE, their ring is bigger than most other rings, and it's mm. different set up, and they have a different way of performing. You have to perform to the cameras. Yeah. Most wrestling events you don't. So when a wrestler moves from one place that doesn't do that to WWE, it's like you will be floundering for ages. Do you it know takes how a while you to get, get around that. Don't go to WWE. No, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, Dutch Angles. Dutch Angles, yeah. just Dutch Angles, yeah. But NXT is excellent. They yeah. actually have women's wrestling that actually has a storyline and matches have a length of time. 
Um, I don't remember what happened in that Brie and Bella and Naomi. Who was it, Naomi? I can't remember. Did you get the Super Smash Brothers soundtrack for registering your... No, because I registered it a little bit too late. I only got oh, Mewtwo. Mine arrived the other day. Sweet. You should review that. Next review. I'm going to review a very recent film called Maggie, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Abigail Breslin. Abigail? Abigail Breslin. Abigail Breslin. The film follows the story of a man who is trying to support his daughter as she slowly decays due to a horrifying zombie virus that's become prevalent in their environment. Fair enough. It's a slow-burning, very emotional journey. Does Arnold Schwarzenegger have a beard in this film? He does indeed have a beard. So you know what this is kind of like? End of days. End of days! Or Kindergarten Cop, the start of it. (laughs) Yeah. When he had ginger beard. Both amazing. Why was he ginger Um, in that film? I don't know. But um, the actual film itself is really, really good. Um, It's very slow, and sometimes you get... It's a bit confusing as to what the motivation is behind keeping her there. I understand, like, the whole idea is that if a parent's going to lose a child, it's it's based on... It's a very grounded concept, but done in an extraordinary way, with zombies instead of viruses and disease. It's almost like a child having cancer. Can it be like Lorenzo's oil? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, it's a... It's my a, Sister's Keeper. Yeah, My Sister's Keeper. <laughs> what a shit film. Yeah. Um, but no, Maggie, it's um, it's actually really good. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he um, he has a few moments where you're you're just watching it and it's... He, he, I don't know if it's age that's wisened him a little bit, but I think he's aware now that the accent makes some things that he says quite silly. Yeah. But when he's just talking to his daughter and when he's just saying, just saying well, calm down. You've, you've got to calm down and the way he says it and there's cracks in his voice I think he's just somehow I think he's just pulled an actor out of his out of his massive Do you think frame. he's pulled a JCVD and no, just no. shown suddenly that he can act no no I don't think it's quite that drastic I don't I don't expect this is going to be a change a change from Expendables 4 or he's going to be in something that's not <laughs> going to be like this um, but yeah no really really good the idea of the zombie virus there as well is nice um, essentially you have 8 weeks that's, that's the normal duration for the virus to take yeah. effect in your body so from being bitten, you've got eight weeks until you fully become a zombie. And instead of just being like, oh, God, I'm dead, I'm a zombie, um, about five weeks in, you start, you, everyone's flesh starts smelling like someone's cooking. Oh, it starts tasty. smelling like something that you can you can eat, so, you know. Yeah. And uh, they deal with the idea of possibly eating animals to sustain yourself. But obviously that would only work as far as animals are available. And they can usually run faster than people. So more than likely you're going to be chasing people than animals. You cripple them first. Yeah. Um, but all in all, babies really... can't run that fast. No, they can't, and they do taste best. Oh God, Snowpiercer reference. <laughs> Snowpiercer reference. We should have like a little title card because we keep making references to Snowpiercer. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's really interesting. I liked it. I'm, I've watched a lot of zombie films. There's too many of them now. There are way too many. It's oversaturated. We had a vo- freaking zombie romance film last year. I actually like that film. Warm Bodies was Warm it? Warm Bodies was yeah. actually quite good. Nicholas Holt. Did you watch it? No. Oh, I actually really enjoyed it. And Teresa Palmer, she is a treat. I have a massive crush on that woman. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, Warm Bodies. I'd recommend it. I would give it a... I'd give it a William Sadler. Mmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't see him often nowadays, but he's peppered in there. And when he's peppered in there, it's always nice. It brings a little smile to my face. <laughs> and every so often you get to watch Demon Knight again on TV or on Netflix. And my God, he's great in that. Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. No, it's so. all about friggin'... Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I feel ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. William Sadler is, is what I. Actually, it's is. all about Die Hard 2 naked. <laughs> Die Hard 2 Chi. naked Tai Chi in front yeah. of America. Whoa! Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love peeking the audience. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, but all in all, yeah, it's it's not what you expect. And the fucking marketing is terrible for it. If, if you're gonna watch, if you're gonna watch the film, don't go by the marketing. Watch the trailer, because um, there's a fucking poster going about that's got like you know like those. It's got Arnold's face, yeah, massive. You got Abigail Breslin in the background looking like she's going a bit zombie, and then there's hordes of zombies in front of uh, that. Never happens in the film. <laughs> he kills three zombies. Oh, that's it. He doesn't even like his daughter. She. You know, there's a different circumstance to her dying. Oh, one of the interesting things as well, they have quarantine camps for the people that are bitten. Yeah. And they keep talking about these quarantine camps. And one of the girls, one of her childhood friends that she sort of dated when they were younger, um, he's also infected, but he's further along than her. And yeah. he's infected because one of their neighbours turned up in the garden one day and he thought she was hurt. So he went to go help her and she bit him. And now he's <laughs> fucked. He's got eight weeks of purgatory before he's just dead. He's gone. Sweet. And he is in his, he locks himself in the toilet in one scene. And he's saying, I could smell my dad like a cooked chicken. I smelt cooked chicken, but it was coming off of my dad. What the fuck is happening to me? And he gets dragged off and taken to this quarantine place. And there are all these rumours about yeah. what actually happens there. Like, there's just one big room and you're stuck in there. Yeah. And the zombie people would eat the ones that haven't turned yet and other shit like that. And it gives it this ambiguous feeling that maybe they're not helping people. Maybe they are just putting them away. Maybe they're not trying to cure this. Yeah. And there's an injection that they have. And one of the sinister things is this injection. It isn't something that comes out of a bottle. It's a pre-packaged single-shot injection that comes in a, its own clear packet. Yeah. And you see one at one point. And you think to yourself, how many of these have they mass-produced in this way? Because usually it'd be cheaper to have a needle and then just a vial. Yeah. Because you can get amount of do- like you can get like say twenty doses. Well, they're making thing. a commentary about the American medical system. Yeah. I guess it's they're selling a product. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why, that, and it gives it that nice sense. But really, really good film. I enjoyed it. William Sadler. I would give it Tom Atkins, but I do feel like the marketing's betrayed it a lot, and also the fact that um, movie posters are shit now. Yeah, they are <laughs> just, you see that new Iron Man poster. Yeah, it's fucking it's awful. Fucking it's terrible. just so generic. It's just the Iron Man poster. Iron Man yeah, One poster. But it's like the compositing even is just horrible. It yeah. just literally looks like they're taking photos of different I, resolutions. I had, and... You know, um, you know, for the Ant Man poster, I was really hoping that they were going to just do a poster of it would be a magnifying glass. This would all be just stark red and black. Yeah, it'd be a magnifying glass and black, and it would be zoomed in on an ant shaking hands with Paul Rudd in tiny little just silhouette, black <laughs> well, and white. The teaser poster was really good, where yeah. it was um, just a big red thing, and there was a magnifying glass and a tiny little Ant Man logo yeah. in the middle of it. But see, <laughs> I wanted to do something like that, and then have like Ant Man across the top, just have that magnifying glass focused in. It'd just be Paul Rudd shaking hands. You wouldn't even know it was Paul Rudd. It'd just be a silhouette of Ant Man shaking yeah. hands with an ant. Yeah, that'd be great. Why not do that? But um, but yeah, no, um, Maggie, I'd say check it out. It's on VOD. This is how I watched it on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. With some sneaky workarounds. The only for your US life. Do they still work where you just have a US email? I just account? buy dollars through the web, Microsoft yeah. Windows. Because I used to like go onto the Xbox 360 American and Japanese stores with my fake. Yeah. Beat Takeshi has an Xbox Live Silver account. <laughs> because of me. <laughs> so, yeah. All the, girl, all the Japanese ones. I used to just download a random demo and it turned out to be a visual novel. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, this is boring. Your review! My review number two. I'm going to review. Uh, I'm going to review the Vectron 5 console. Oh, really? Because I've had it for a few weeks now. <laughs> and I figure I should, and I haven't had a camera yet to be able to record a proper video. So I'll say about the situation around the Vectron 5 is that when I got my initial one, um, I took it to Edinburgh, and Funstock were excellent and got it to me really quickly. Like, before they actually had them back in stock, they managed to source one, and they got it to me quickly. Mm-hmm. I went to Edinburgh with Mike Kev. Um, I had troubles. I couldn't update the firmware. The controller wouldn't work wirelessly. Like, it didn't seem to be holding the charge, as far as I could tell. Um, and then after a few days, the SNES Mega Drive and Genesis and Game Boy Advance ports all died on me, mm. which was great. And it wasn't from a cartridge error or something. It just they just died. 
Like the carts had been fine, the slots were fine, everything was working, everything seemed to be fine. We literally played a SNES game, played a NES game, put in a Mega Drive game, and it didn't work. Um, and the NES carried on working. It was really weird. Um, so I got that exchanged. Fun stop again. Like I was on the phone for 30 seconds sorting out the exchange. They literally asked for my order, went, okay, we'll send, here's a label, we'll pick it up soon, and all this. You have to print the label off yourself. Yeah, you print the label off, take it to the post office, and then they send you another one a few days later. I need to print off my ticket for the Amanda Palmer concert I'm going to in a few weeks. Must remember. Hmm. Um, But they got me a new Retron. This one, updated straight away. The controller works fine. Um, Haven't had any troubles with the cartridges or anything like that. It seems that you you should have ordered the black one, though, and not the grey one. I like the grey one. It's Old consoles are grey. So, like, my SNES... Well, okay, my SNES is half grey, half yellow. But, um... It's really good. I like how it upscales. Um, 720p is fine for the graphics on these sort of things. Some people have moaned. I saw one review where someone's moaned it wasn't 1080p, and I'm like, they're square pixels. It doesn't matter what size they are. They're still going to be the same size on your screen. You know how you say they're just square pixels? The NES looks incredible. Yeah, NES games I love NES beautiful. games on it. Yeah. yeah, I love that you can switch off the overscan on the NES, so if you don't want that little bit that flickers in the edge, but I like to leave it there because I remember that on, on I like it. I like it when some games it's yellow. Yeah. <laughs> some games you've got like a green background yeah. and it's a yellow line. Yeah, there's a way it would store extra colour maps in there. But um, yeah, everything's working fine on it. The, I haven't tried a Japanese NES game. The only one you had didn't work on it. Fist and Offset. Yeah, which was... Well, um, I can bring some around. Yeah, we have to try some out. Because I love how Japanese NES cartridges look. Famicom, rather, is what it's called over there. They don't, none of them look the same. They're all different colours. That's what They're I love different about colours, yeah. different shapes. Yeah. Famicom, the Famicom jump game I've got is like that tall. It's awesome. No one can see how tall it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast. No one can see how tall you are. It's like it's like four and a half inches tall. Yeah, it's longer than Dave Cameron's micro penis. <laughs> anyway, um, I love the way we call him Dave now. We're yeah, casual because yeah. he's, he's running us into the ground. We have to be casual. Yeah, Dave um, no, sorry, I believe his real name is Big Brother. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, by the time you hear this, we'll be dead. <clears> the controller. We talk about Dave Cameron. <laughs> He's got an internet initiative where he doesn't like our messages not being able to be recorded. Um, I've had some people complain about the controller. I think, functionality-wise, the thing's really nice. Sound. It clicks like crazy, and that's not good for Let's Plays if you're going to record Let's Plays. It sounds like an arthritic marathon yeah. runner. But those, that, um, and the digital joystick, thumbstick, fantastic for fighting games, those mm. things. I love them. Um, the buttons are responsive. It's all micro-switched. Should we just it's, give an example of the sound? Yeah, it's a silly freaking shape. The oh, controller. yeah. That's just that's the joystick. Yeah, that's the joystick. Those are the buttons. Yeah, shoulder buttons aren't too bad. Yeah, but it reminds me of um, the Neo Geo Pocket. It's got the same. It does. Yeah, actually, thing. no, that's yeah. actually a really good comparison. Because I love the Neo Geo Pocket. I Do wish I could find fighters? mine. Yeah, I've got that Card Fighters Clash Capcom edition. I was going to buy Gal Fighters in game, and I was like, I'll give that a couple of days when I got paid. Mm. And I went back in, and it was that week when they discontinued all the. Stuff and they told Game to send all the Neo Geo Pocket stuff back, and Gal Fighter sells for about 150 quid now. Do you think that there it's are people shit. that make money in game by selling that stuff? Probably. <laughs> um, another great thing with the Retro One, you can use any controller on any console, which I think is brilliant, even if there's not enough buttons. Um, which was great when me and Kev were recording Super Bomb Man, because Bomb Man only really needs one button. So we were using the NES pad um, and the new SNES pad that I found in a shop in Edinburgh. I found a SNES pad in a shop. We've all heard the story 20 times. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, it's, I'm really liking it. It's fine. It takes screenshots and stuff like that. Um, Compatibility-wise, I've not had any trouble so far, apart from the Game Boy camera doesn't work on it, and I think logically that makes sense. I think anything that's got a second piece of hardware attached to it, it's going to have trouble with, because it has to understand the hardware as well as the I've had one or two game. issues. 
Yeah, I heard Sonic and Knuckles didn't work on the original before it was patched after a while. And um, certain, you know, later NES games that had that chipset that allowed it to play crazy music like DuckTales 2 did in the later Mega Man games. Mm. I heard some of them had troubles, but that's been fixed, it seems. Um, Doom, on the old Retron I had, it would have the odd like glitch and issue, but mm. on the new, well, since I updated the firmware, it seems to be much better. But yeah, it's I'm liking it. I would like it if it did have Game Boy camera support, though. I understand not maybe using the camera, but I would love to be able to take screenshots of the photos I've got on there, because that would be a really cool way of getting the photos off your digit off your Game Boy camera. And you've only got so long to do it because the battery's going to go soon. Yeah, mine's still working though. It's really good. Like, mm. I, I don't, it I don't understand well. anyone who has passion for the Game Boy camera as a peripheral. I love, I love the thing. It was great. Do you see? It was green. Neil Young he did an album cover that's a photo from a Game Boy camera. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember what album it was, but yeah, it, I love that thing. I, I went Going through it the other day. I was going to sell it, and I went through it, and there was pictures of like my cat from years ago and stuff like that. And oh wait, have you books. got your Super Game Boy adapter? I've got the Game Boy Advance player on the SNES GameCube. So what I think I could do is it does work on that. No, no. What I was thinking, if you had a Super Game Boy adapter for your SNES, yeah. would it work through that? It might do. What if I try? Have you got one? No, I haven't got one. Well, then how are we going to try? I'm going to have to try it one day. I'll get yeah, one. You can buy they're one cheap. online. Should we see how much they are on eBay? Does anyone want to cool. give us a Super Game Boy adapter? Yeah, send us one. Send us one. And give them your address. <laughs> yeah, I'll just give them an address. Just leave it somewhere in Woking. I'll find it. Send it to Superdrug. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, but I think that's on, It's been one. a fine console so far. Um, the update procedure is a nightmare. It's not that bad. It's, well, you have to write a request for the update onto your um, SD card, mm-hmm. plug it into your PC, download the update to that, and then plug it back into the console to do it. Like, why not just let you download the update to the SD card and plug it in and do it that way? Because that would be too easy and you wouldn't feel like you don't it. It's silly. It didn't work the first time. You can get a boxed one for £19. Oh, I might get one. Actually, £24 with four arcade classics. Mm. Sorry, people. Bear with us. Visual There's two media. Super Game Boys as well. Are there? Yeah. There was a later version of it. Okay. But I've got the Game Boy Advance player on this GameCube. Oh shit, this one comes with this one comes with Gallagher, Joust, Defender. I think Lemmings. I think that was a four pack, wasn't it? No, it was, yeah, it must be because Yeah, Gallagher yeah. Joust Defender I think was a Midway Classics collection. Oh no, this is yeah. okay, so it's Asteroids and Missile Command, Centipede and Millipede, mm. Gallagher and Galaxian, and then Defender and Joust. Yeah, yeah it's just all the Midway games. Yeah. But yeah, Retron five. It's decent. 130 quid on fun stock. They do do discounts every now and again, so keep an eye on that. I got mine for 135. Yeah. I think. Um, you can get it on Amazon a bit cheaper, but the guy who was selling it on there didn't know what version of the Retron 5 it was, and there has been a hardware revision for the UK. Yeah. So, yeah, and they are talking about doing another hardware revision soon, which is what the latest firmware update Wait, is for. Wait, what, though? I think what they're basically doing is they're going to tweak the... Um, you know, the connectors and stuff like that. Because mm. that is one thing with it. The connectors for the cartridges are a little stiff. Like, But they have to be because all the varying different sizes of cartridges and all this sort of stuff, they have to kind of compensate for all that. But, um, yeah, good console. Give it a go. If you don't want to spend that much, a Retro Trio will probably do the job for you. You can get a Famiclone as well. Yeah. Or, if you really want to save money and you've got the old consoles, HD Retrovision are doing little component cables for Mega Drives and... All this and they've, and they've just announced this week they're going to be region free, so they're going to work on different frequency TVs. But surely that's going to cost more money if you've got more. Uh, they're probably apparently they're selling the cartridges for about twenty quid, the mm. um, cables rather. But that's a really nice thing because you can plug it into your HDTV. It'll clean up the image. It'll look super sharp, probably as sharp as a Retron does. But yeah, mm. your review. 
My next review is going to be uh, Shovel Knight for the Xbox One. Yeah, go on. Believe it or not, that wasn't actually the music from Shovel Knight. That was Ant. Yeah, I was humming. Boom. Really good. We know that. I reviewed it ages ago. I know you did. And I spoke about it. I played it on the PC. Yeah. But uh, I now have it on the Xbox One. It cost me £10 or mm. £9.17 UK money. $15. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, it's really good. I still have my issues with the game. Not not so much the gameplay itself or how tight it is. I more have issues with um, with design. Design's and, perfect. And such. But, Game's uh, perfect. But, but, yeah, it, all in all, it's really, really good. Really responsive. Looks great. Um, but, I mean, you know... Pixels are always going to look good because they're they're sharp. Yeah, we've done the Battletoads stages yet? No, not yet. I'm planning to soon. Yeah, because I was watching um, the video that being played, mm-hmm. and it looks quite smart. It's literally a recreation of some parts of Battletoads. Yeah, I think it's the Hall of Heroes you go through to get. To yeah, it. yeah, yeah. On the PS Vita and PS4 version, you it's got Kratos. Um, Kratos boss. Yeah, but it's just a boss battle. Yeah, it's a multi-stage boss fight. Oh. Like so, it's like three stages. So there's more to it, and you get a. Um, at the end, you get an armor that's like a gold, a silver, and red armor that oh, has nice. the chains of chaos. You can play as the battle toads once you. Yeah, I think you get arm. You get a green armor. With you a, get green armor. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no shovel knight, really good. Um, I'm looking forward to the add-on. I'm hoping I'm not gonna have to pay another ten quid for it. Apparently, well, if it's anything on like the PC one, all the upgrades and add-ons will be free. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. I know the Xbox are. They're doing the um, greedy necromonger, whatever his name is, the plague knight. Yeah, plague knight. Yeah. I like his boss fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. If you haven't played Shovel Knight yet, now's the best time to jump on because it's available on all consoles. There's a little bit of a twinge in gameplay and what you get from each one. Um, yeah. Obviously, being an Xbox One owner, I went for that. And uh, I'm not really looking forward to the Battletoads fight because I don't remember that game fondly. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I hated it. And it's I a little bit easier apparently. No, really. Because you have to do the um, bike rate, bike length <laughs> section. <laughs> It's got the bit where you're going down the tunnel, yeah. swinging around, and then it's got a bike section. Those are my two most hated sections. Yeah, everyone hates those bits. That's why they're in there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Battletoads. God, I fucking hate that game. But Shovel Knight, great. Shovel Knight, uh, Shovel Knight can also have a William Sadler. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's easily the best game of last year. So no, no, no. I wouldn't, awesome. say, I wouldn't go that far. I didn't like last year. Because Wolfenstein, the New Order. Wolfenstein, New Order came out this year. 2014. Yeah, this year, didn't it? It no. was like early this year. Old blood you're thinking of. No, the new one. New, new Order. Order. That yeah, came out it? last year. No way. Yeah. No. 2015 now, buddy. Came no. out early last year. No one played that game. Yeah, they did. No, I didn't play it. No one played it. But no, it was a really good game. And uh, <laughs> and sort of it was a nice turn. Like when you play something like that as opposed to playing something like Call of Duty Advanced Warfare mm. where I completed the story... I didn't commit to to playing that game very much in the single player mode. I think I spent an hour and I got through three levels. And now I've completed it. It took me an additional three hours to complete it entirely. <laughs> and it's just not worth not worth 40 quid. And for some reason I keep getting the add-ons for free. I've had both the add-on packs I haven't paid for either. Really? Yeah. Did you, have, you bought the season pass thing, didn't you? I don't think I did. You must have. Well, I don't even have the disc. Uh. It just <laughs> it appeared on my Xbox. I bought a physical copy not planning to have it on my Xbox, it's just appeared on there with both the add-ons. I sold the disc copy for 40 quid, so I haven't paid for anything. <laughs> I've just been getting the add-ons. Fair enough. Yeah, it's fucking weird. And yeah. also, this is even weirder. When I go in the marketplace, because I was like, maybe I have bought it and I didn't realise, and I go to like fucking look at it on the marketplace, it just says installed, but it doesn't come over my purchase history. <laughs> 
What did you sure it didn't come pre-installed or something? Hundred percent sure. I got FIFA 14 pre-installed on my Xbox One, yeah. but there was no indication of a code or anything like that. It just appeared on my Xbox One day and started downloading. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I would complain though. But if, if someone put a Call of Duty on my console, I don't complain because it's got Kevin Spacey in it. Yeah, and also you know, as much as I hate Call of Duty, I'm really good at the multiplayer because <laughs> it never changes. No, <laughs> just like... and also the Nazi zombie stuff. It's still all right, and John Malkovich is in it now, so. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay then. Oh dear. Right. Should I review another thing? Oh yeah, yeah. Go for it. I should review the other WB thing this week. Because <laughs> I haven't done much of anything. Um, the PC version of WWE 2K15, which was released a couple of weeks ago on oh, the yeah, old yeah. Steams. I did actually predict this in one of our episodes as well. Did you? Yeah, you remember we were talking about it. I said it came out on the PC and you were like, no, I didn't. It definitely come out on the PC. No, I said it for ages. It will be coming out on PC. But yeah, it but wasn't. I said I thought it was out on PC. No, no, yeah, it wasn't. It only came out a couple of weeks ago. They literally announced it, and a week later, it's out. Um, it's a bit of a shonky PC port of a game that's kind of shonky to begin with. Yep. But um, like, like framework and wrestling wise, it's fine. Like I think the controls are fine. The um, could be a little bit less robotic. It needs that. But here's the thing that I get with this: is that everyone moans about it having stuff missing. And all this sort of stuff. And there is less features than previous wrestling games. You can't even make um, women wrestlers in create a wrestler mode. Because um, women are bad at wrestling. It's hard to make women in games. No, Everyone knows that. Ubisoft said that, remember? No, it's because they're bad at wrestling. No, they're not. You can get some good women wrestlers. Ball and Akko. China. Your fucking ass. China was good. But they, um, yeah, it's like, I get it's missing stuff, as people say, but... It's a, it is a genuinely an entirely new engine and an entirely new game for a new console. It's not like the Xbox 360 and PS3 versions where they've like just reskinned the previous game. It's actually a whole new thing. Um, like even the animation rigs is way more complex than anything that was on the previous generations. Um, but the PC version, like you can't adjust texture quality, which is really weird. So you're left with V-Sync, um, anti-aliasing, tessellation, and you can adjust how densely packed the audience is and I found the only thing that affects frame rate is dropping down how densely packed the audience is hmm. so now my every arena I go into is half full um, <laughs> no one likes you it's, you can't ju- it's just a bar to show how much That's people like you I get the exact same frame rate dips no matter what graphical settings I have even if it's at fullest it'll be the exact same like it'll be running fine 60 frames per second for a while and then suddenly it'll stutter every now and again and it's unpredictable it'll just happen and all this I think a patch could probably fix it. I think mm. some NVIDIA drivers would be nice. So I'm hoping the next... Because there hasn't been an NVIDIA update for a few weeks. Mm. So I'm hoping the next one maybe will have something for 2K15 on there. Do they? And this is this is something that no other sports game has done. Mm. People have tried to do something similar. But do they have events where you can be in the crowd watching what is going to be the next pay-per-view? So you know like... And then setting it on automated mode so that people just fight computer-controlled. <laughs> What, so the game just plays the pay-per-view? Yeah, and it predicts who's going to win the pay-per-view. No, but they used to have um, create a pay-per-view mode on the wrestling game. Yeah, games. I remember that. The reason why they won't do that, though, is because the rosters are usually fairly out of date by the time the game comes out, so you probably wouldn't have everyone who's going to be in yeah. there. Because there's a cut-off point, and they have to... I say a cut-off point, it's a loose cut-off point. They don't have... To, everyone seems to think they say, oh, SummerSlam, any wrestlers that debut off, that can't be, and it's not true. It's whatever they feel it's worth making those extra fig characters for. Because mm. chances are the movesets in there already. Yeah. If those wrestlers have been around everywhere, they probably already chucked the moves in there anyway because mm. they're fans and they know people who create them. Yeah. But um, 
There's a rumour Samoa Joe's going to be in it, which would be quite amazing because he hasn't even debuted in WWE yet. I don't know who that yeah. is. He's a wrestler who's been in TNA for years and everyone for years has been going, he's wasted there. Mm. He's a really good wrestler, big dude. Um, but in the next game, rather. But um, I think it's as a wrestling game, it's fine and it's, there's features missing, but there's still a shitload of stuff in there. Yeah. The My Career mode is like the NBA 2K15 My Career mode. You start off at the lowest possible point and you just work your way through like, NXT... Are you saying you started from the bottom, now you're here? <laughs> but you like, you start off in a developmental thing and you, you have wrestlers that are there in the tryouts to get yeah. a job in WWE. They're all like these computer, these randomly generated creator wrestlers yeah. that the game's chucked up. They just look like fucking mad people. I assume they're randomly generated. They all look terrible. Yeah. Um, but you have like a tryout in their, in their training centre they've got, which is a real thing. They have like this place with like six rings in it and they train wrestlers in there. Yeah. And then you go on to NXT and then you work your way through the small shows and into the main event and the managers will be like, hey, we think you've done real good. Come do this. Um, you don't and actually... Stanley Tucci comes out and he sits you down and he goes, he goes, no fluids for them until the procedure tomorrow and he injects you with something and then you go in the Vita chamber and you come out and you're like massive. I don't think Stanley like, You start off really scrawny like you've got polio yeah. and you're slapping people like, ah! Oh, they're like, oh, we love your character. Come with us. And Stanley Tucci's like, I'm going to give you a special little injection. You just, you here? You go have some schnapps. Oh no, drinking for you. Your procedure is tomorrow. That's and not how be, wrestling works. Uh, what Haley Atwell? She plays AJ Peggy. To, no, that's Captain. <laughs> She's like, that's, Hugo Weaving comes along. He's like, ah, that's, that's Captain America. Wrestling isn't Captain America. There was a wrestler called Mister America. No one knows who he was. He could have been Hulk Hogan though, in disguise. It was a mystery. So then Stanley Tucci kidnaps a girl and locks her in a, in a room below a, below a field. And then he rapes and kills her. And they don't find his, her body because he throws it into like a... That's the storyline to Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark. <laughs> <laughs> then Stanley Tucci's the assistant to a woman who works in New York. Anne Hathaway is hired by Meryl Streep to be her assistant. <laughs> and That's Transformers Tucci. Rise of the Dark Spark. <laughs> but no, it's um, decent. Like, there's more stuff than in my career mode. There's the universe mode, which is like a persistent thing where you just have like it goes through like the Monday show, the Tuesday show, pay per view, and you just play. And you and friends can play multiplayer on it, and you can choose what matches are going to happen, and all this sort of stuff. Wait, it's quite smart. Like you're basically so, like you're managing the the show. Friday comes, the weekend starts. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's also a showcase mode as they call it yeah. which is you play through classic feuds over the years and that's quite cool because it's like the wrestlers are wearing the right wrestling gear for that pay-per-view event or that episode of Raw okay. and you'll unlock an arena that's like a random arena from 2002 or something which yeah. normally they wouldn't do they just have the current years one mm. so that's quite cool and the download content that you're going to get added to the PC version later is free including the price of it which is quite smart Yeah. Um, rather than the season pass thing they had on other consoles um, some of those have like arenas from like 1980s and stuff like that they've got their own showcase mode so you can play for Ultimate Warrior's career which is quite smart. Do you remember the time that Hulk Hogan lost his job as a wrestler and then became a nanny? He was still wrestling then in and WWF. He hung at out time. with Cheech Marin. There was he was still in WWF at that time. And then he, he also hung out hung out with the lawyer who Uncle Phil knew in uh, in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, no one liked Mister Nanny. Everyone. <laughs> he left WWF in nineteen ninety four. I think it was yeah. and that's because he got a deal with Turner Network to do Thunder in Paradise 
the TV series. But while he was doing that, he was kind of getting the itch to go back to wrestling because he was already at Turner Network. They were like, well, why don't you just like wrestle for WCW because it's right around or the corner TNA. from where we film all this crap. TNA didn't exist back then. Yeah. But um, So he basically did WCW at Which that time. ECW? No, WCW is ECW's another thing. Yeah. But he did WCW at the time literally because he was already under contract with Turner for that TV series. It was right around the corner. He is could that just the one film with both. Yeah, Thunder in Paradise, man. <laughs> Classic. I remember that. There's that one where he gives someone the advice of how to hold their breath underwater by basically hyperventilating themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's not <gasps> good advice. And yeah. I expect that advice from Hogan, a man who claims that he was almost in Metallica. He wasn't almost in Metallica. Have you heard <laughs> the song by Metallica called Real American? Real American. It goes, I am a real American. No, that's Rick Derringer. Fighting for rights no. of every man. That's Rick Derringer. I am a real American. A part written by Jimmy Hart. Fight for your right. Fight for your life. In fact, Hogan's old manager <laughs> and best friend, <laughs> Jimmy Hart, <laughs> was a pop, in a pop band in the 80s and 60s. <laughs> and in America, they actually knocked the Beatles off the charts, off the top of the charts. In the 80s? In the 60s. Oh, in the 60s? Yeah. Was it on the back end of the Beatles' career? No, no, when they were writing the full blow and I wanna hold your hand that time. They were... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. I can't remember the name of the band was. But anyway, WTK15. It's decent. The Beatles too. It's like, it's one of those things where I think it could really do with a patch to increase the, like, stability of the game. Um, when the download content comes out, that's some really good download content and there's a lot of it. Mm. Um, one of them's one of those ones where you can unlock all the extras in the game, which is bullshit, but... Easy fatalities. But that isn't a separate purchase that you make. It's included in the season pass anyway. It's a bonus for buying the season pass and getting the rest of the download content. But it's not like Mortal Kombat where they just sell unlocking everything as its own item. God, that's gay. Like, if that was included with the season pass, I don't think people would moan. <laughs> no, I, I think people wouldn't moan if that was an option. But because it's something you have and to pay 20 quid. For, yeah. It's if it was ridiculous. three quid? <laughs> Even if it was three quid, it's too much money. It's an option. It's like... Do you remember you used to unlock fighters in video games? Yeah. And now Costumes. you have to buy them? Yeah. That just doesn't make any sense. Just balls. Anyway. Mm. Um, review a thing. I was going to ask you, actually, before we go on to the next review. Oh, no, no. You, you're talking about wrestling games. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't it be awesome if instead of wrestling games having, like, these realistic-looking people... You basically played as the toys you had as a kid. There was um, Ultimate Muscle based on the anime series. Yeah, fuck that. That was because one of your like, characters has a curry like dish on his head. For their face, some of them did. Yeah, but um, that it, was awesome. Though. It was like have... playing with action figures. They were action figures, military muscle yeah. men. The figures from the eighties yeah. were but instead like figures. actual action figures with like the joints and shit. And like <laughs> as they come down, they come down in the packaging from the from the costume you picked. So they'd have the nineteen eighties one, and then they'd have, like <laughs> and they're just like. <laughs> And then, like, jump out into the ring. The only the ring move they can like... do is, like, the one where you squeeze their legs together and he does a slap. No, 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 that'd be, like, a special move. <laughs> like, a hand would reach in and they'd slap. There was, um, for that sort of look, there was um, WWE All-Stars, which was, like... Yeah, no, I saw whole that, bunch yeah. But they're all, like, big, bulky action-figure-looking yeah. dudes. They used the character model for Ultimate Warrior from that game in WWE 2K14, I think it was. Really? Yeah, it looks so wrong. Like the textures were the same, they tweaked it slightly to make him slightly smaller, but it still had the same textures. It, it looked really wrong. Yeah, the new Ultimate Warrior looks excellent. The Ultimate Warrior in the new one looks brilliant. Andre the Giant looked cool in All Stars. He looks terrible in most films. What do But yeah, no, I, I think that'd be a really good idea if they're like, in, instead of calling it like WCW or some shit like that, you could call it the, like. The Ultimate Muscle game, which I sold, I wish I didn't, that was like. That was ridiculous and over the top and brilliant. Yeah, I remember the Ultimate Muscle game and I didn't like it. I loved it. Because it was just side on, wasn't it? It was like a no, no, Tekken. No. 
No, it was a proper wrestling game on the GameCube. Yeah, it was a proper wrestling game, but it was like side on. No. And you go in and you like. No, it's a proper wrestling game. You run all around the arena. Why do all people in wrestling get overarm? I don't understand it. Though. It's like... dramatic and people can see it from the back of the arena. Ah. Yeah. So it's not like actually hitting someone. It's one of my just... favourite wrestling stories was when someone told Mickey James, the wrestler, to learn how to throw punches properly, and she was like, I'll learn how to throw a punch properly when John Cena does. <laughs> which I thought was funny she I don't know fired. who either of those people oh no actually no I know who John Cena is yeah. which is the uh, lady who did a porn lots of them but who is the lady who most recently did a porn well, China did some oh yeah there you go China and she's massive she's isn't in she? the Avengers one yeah I've seen playing that playing She-Hulk I've seen that yeah, actually alright I'm on to my what review is this for me your last one is it my last one your third one I think it's my third one Um, what was that was that your third one yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to review Avengers Triple X 2. Oh. I didn't really focus too much on the plot. Wasn't there this more one. characters than the Avengers no, right. film, weren't there? Yes, there were. But listen, and Scarlet Witch isn't in it. Oh, why? I think she might be, but they've all got weird names. I heard that she bent. She's a bit of a bender. She bends reality. You see, that's what I did there. Ah, uh, not funny. They could have had an incest scene between her they and could Quicksilver. Have. They could have. And they could have sold And it could have been over really copies. quickly. Yeah, millions of copies. <laughs> But no, um, maybe anyway, it did happen. It's one so frame. I saw the Avengers: Age of Ultron, which we spoke in in great detail last time. Yeah, and um, it was watchable. Yeah, it was, it was an alright film. <laughs> we we both enjoyed it. So I went I went and saw if there was anything like that that I could possibly watch. And in finding Grim Avengers, which is apparently a film made by Asylum in which a bunch of Avengers, I'm uh, sorry, a bunch of people from literary literary works get together and fight crime. That's an extraordinary gentleman. But it's women. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, there's an Avengers Triple X 2, which um, doesn't seem to follow the plotline of the Avengers it's based on. I don't. Uh, Nick Fury. Nick <laughs> is Fury. Is it directed by Axel. Ro- uh, what's his face? I don't know. Uh, the guy who did the Batman one. Possibly. Um, yeah. But I'm going to try and relay the plot as best I can. Um, <laughs> plot? Yeah. So it starts out, I'm pretty sure this is the first scene, Nick Fury um, is talking about how they're going to fight some aliens, but I, I didn't see any aliens. And then he starts fucking Miss um, Marvel, Captain Marvel. That's dangerous. Yeah, he starts fucking her. Should crush him. And then, and then wait, after which he... Miss Marvel? Wait. Uh, Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. Oh, that's okay. With like the sash being... and everything. She yeah. actually doesn't look too much dissimilar from Carol Danvers. No, they usually they cast better lookalikes yeah. in. But, um, but yeah, so Nick Fury fucks her. Nick Fury is still black. He's not David Hasselhoff Nick Fury. Well, of course. It's a porno. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then Hawkeye fucks some lady who's not in the Avengers in real life. She's not like one of the... Spider-Woman in it. Spider-Woman's in it. Yeah. She gets fucked. Loads of people just fuck each other. That's what porn is. <laughs> well, you know, like, you know, at the end, there's a freeway scene. And, like, a it's... freeway as in on a freeway. Because <laughs> no, there's the a scene like for that. that set. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and Iron Man. Iron Man's not in it very much. I don't think he has a fuck scene. It's hard to get out of the suit. <laughs> you can just have, like, a robo deck. Yeah. But, um, Extremist armor, man. You know, like, it, have you seen... Edge, just... Did you watch the Avengers Triple X, the original no. one? Right, no, because I don't want to see China. There was kind of a plot, drilled, and it was quite funny because it was just like it was like imagine if someone went, "I want to make an Avengers film, but I've just got porn stars." I saw some of the Batman one, which was amazing because yeah. the guy who played the Joker had a mustache underneath his makeup. <laughs> yeah. But um, and the ho- Dutch angles. Holy shit! Just it was awful. There's no plot to it. It's just loads of fucking scenes. I'm pretty sure there is a villain, but she gets fucked into submission. <laughs> <laughs> just. 
it's maddening. But uh, I watched it all the way through, and God, it's fucking... You know when you're watching porn with your family? <laughs> no, I, I, I sat there and watched it, and I was just like, I'm embarrassed to watch this. Axel Braun, it was Axel Braun. I'm more embarrassed to watch Along this. Along came a spider. What? That's the subheading for it. That's brilliant. Um, I was more embarrassed to watch this than I would be if I was caught watching actual porn because it's just fucking weird. It's not. It's not like it's even. It's not attractive. It's just odd. But uh, yeah, there was a the day Avengers... when watching something like that would be preferable to watching comic book movies. Not even kidding. Like think about the time when Steel and stuff like that Spawn. were coming out. Spawn's uh, look, right. look right. I I always love the chance to watch some porn. I like. I enjoy. I enjoy shit like that just because it's it's weird. Like, porn films based on... And I'm not talking about, like, when you're watching five minutes of porn, just to have a quick, you know, do-do. But uh, I'm talking about more, like, I watch porn films in their entirety trying to get plot from them. I find it funny. It's almost like watching a comedy film nowadays because it's just <laughs> fucking your retinas. Instead of watching someone that's fucking your retinas, you're watching people fuck each other. It's quite nice. It's a change of pace. Um, but it's just... It's stuff like this where it's it's just an excuse to have, like, six fuck scenes in a row. It just... There's no entertainment value to it. I mean, you could you could really argue the point. Why isn't this just forty minutes? Much like the real Avengers two, this probably needed some cuts and editing to go on. Go Careful into it. What you're cutting, man? Like, but um, it's not a Jewish movie. But yeah, I give it. I give it. Uh, oh, there's a there's a four one. Is it? Yeah, bet no one could pick that hammer up. Ah, uh, I wonder if it's four <laughs> black holes. Um, but uh, there's all of them, man. But yeah, so uh, I watched that. And I give it, I give it an Adam Sandler. It's probably, <laughs> probably worse for you than than some diseases. Wait, Mockingbird and Black Cat are in here. They don't have sex. Aren't they? Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's my review number three. That was uh, valuable. It's your turn. <laughs> well, I thought we might as well mix up and review something that we don't usually review. review and board. I did watch it. Yeah, fair enough. So I thought, fuck it, why not? Yeah. It's been a busy week for me. I could have talked about Welcome to Me, the Kirsten Wig comedy. Produced by Gary, by Dirty Sanchez, William Ferrell, uh, Will, William Will Ferrell's company, and that was incredibly enjoyable. And it's actually quite a nice depiction. Was it porn of, though? No, it's a film oh, about a woman point? who wins the lottery. She's bipolar and she decides to make her own TV program, much like Oprah's TV program. <laughs> and it ends up just being her slow decline into madness because she goes off her meds. Yeah. It's a really, really good film. Really heartfelt comedy. There are some funny moments. There are some cringeworthy moments, and there are some darker moments because. When talking about mental illness, it's always good to have those moments to, you know, add. It, it just adds. The whole thing feels more serious in those moments where it needs to, as opposed to a film like, say, Anchorman, where they mock. Oh, sorry, Anchorman 2, where they mock the blind for 15 minutes, expect you to laugh, and then sit there wallowing in their own fucking stupid grandeur fucking little scene where it's like. You know the fight scene at the end of uh, Anchorman? Yeah. Fine. Fine, you got a couple of cameos, it's funny. I saw the fight scene in Anchorman 2 on YouTube. Anchorman 2 is just a fucking stupid pile of cunt mess. What the fuck mm. are you doing? You, it's like a fucking murder scene. You probably should have saved one of those reviews for the fourth one. Oh, I don't care. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> so uh, I'd, I'd recommend Welcome to Me if you're looking for a film that isn't porn. It's a very good comedy film, it's on VOD right now in America. If you're not in America, then your review. Um, <laughs> I'm going to end my reviews on the most depressing thing I've seen. In weeks, Jack and Jill, the Adam Sandler film. Speaking um, of Adam Sandler and cunt messes. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I watched it. I think I switched on Netflix and it was there. And I was like, that'll make a funny review. And it seems to... I mean, it is funny. I got a lot of likes and follows from <laughs> from Film Dump today. After I posted the review last night. Um, Filmdump.com. Uh, but, yeah. Taking a dump on film. It's, this film's fucking awful. Yeah. Like, just... 
it's two minutes in, there's a fart gag. It's not even a joke. It's a fart gag. Just the kid farts in a bath. And the two minutes preceding that is just twins talking about being twins. So that's before the film's even started. Like, the first thing that happens is a character farts. And then there's more fart jokes, and then people fall over. And Adam Sandler's a horrible person, and his sister's irritating as hell. And the film's about mocking her. She's a lonely person, and the film's about mocking mm-hmm. her. Yep. And it doesn't matter that Adam Sandler's playing her, because he's not playing Adam Sandler in that bit. His, his The Jack is Adam Sandler, and he doesn't get mocked, and he doesn't fall over and get hurt. He just kind of he's just kind of there. I like the genius stroke of making him an advertising executive because it allowed him to have context to his product placement for once. So well done, Adam Sandler. That was clever. You should cast yourself as an advertising executive in every fil- film you make. Ugh. But it's product placement's abysmal in it. Just horrible. Just there's an there's a literal advert for Royal Caribbean Cruises. There's a Paid bit for where, a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, the whole film revolves around making a Dunkin' Donuts ad. Yeah, um, there's a bit where the establishing shot in a scene is the back of a Sony Vio computer with the Sony Vio computer logo taking up the entire screen as it pans over to reveal Adam Sandler at the computer. Um, what was the other? The bit in the cinema where they're sat there and they've all got a Coke cup each. Like every seat has a Coke cup. Not everyone gets a Coke in the cinema, but everyone has a Coke cup. Um, and even their popcorn has Coca-Cola logos on it, pointed towards the camera. So in one shot, you've got three characters sat there, there's four Coke cups, and each of them have a bag of popcorn. So you've got, like, seven Coca-Cola logos pointed at you. Coke on Coke on Coke. Coca-Cola. But this film cost $80 million to make. Where this? There's two sets. The loads of green screen that's just really shonky, dodgy. It's just he doesn't care. So much racism. Like we literally have, yeah, you know, the Mexican stuff. And his entire joke is that he says, "I'm Keedin." Mm. Um, the bit where he goes, he said once in an interview that he does films based on where he wants to go on holiday. Yeah, it was based on the planet. Yeah, and he literally not only takes us on his cruise holiday with him, but makes us watch an advert for the cruise first. Look. As much as I love referencing stupid shit that Adam Sandler has said in the past, even if you were to never have seen or read anything or any diatrope or any information about Adam Sandler before seeing this film, and you watch this film, you would still find it sinister, regardless of the yeah. holiday line. I think a lot of people reference the holiday line now, and it's like, it, it it's their definition. It's their, it, not their definition. It's their, it's their way of justifying hate for Adam Sandler. I justify my hate for Adam Sandler by the mean-spirited jokes in regards to transgenderism, racism, mm-hmm. sexualism. She- sexualism? Just Se- anyone sexism. who isn't Adam Sandler. Yeah. It, you know, you can make a joke, and a joke can be harmless. Or you can make a joke, and you can make it an incredibly harmful and mean-spirited thing. Yeah. And he makes the last choice every time. It's just terrible. He shouldn't be writing films. Well, he didn't. He wrote that. No, he didn't. It was that Duncan Dugan... Whatever Duncan his... Dugan directed it. He wrote it. Adam Sandler wrote it because oh, I checked because I was looking over the writing credits because I wanted to find out if he wrote Funny People or um, had yeah. any hand in writing Punch Drunk Love. Clearly yeah. didn't. Yeah. 
No. Nope. Both written by other people. Um, Spanglish, did he write that? I don't yeah. think he did. No. Spanglish is actually like mediocre, but it's watchable. Like, Well, I actually really like Spanglish. And yeah. also, it's a, it's a great narrative on race. Hmm. Compared to what me. he does now. Great film. <laughs> Rain Over Me is incredibly heartbreaking. Yeah. I think Don Cheadle makes that film, though. Yeah. I, I know that a lot of people say Adam Sandler's the big thing about it, but it's basically Adam Sandler going, I'm 12 again. I don't want to go to the bathroom. It's like, well, fuck off then. Just, you Do you know. know what Don Cheadle's best role of all time was? What? Captain Planet. Was he Captain Planet? Have you ever seen the college humour, Captain Planet? Oh, no, no. Where he just starts turning everyone to, into a tree. He's <laughs> like, you're a tree. No, you're a tree. Don't fuck with me. I'm Captain Planet. No, I haven't seen that. That'd be <laughs> awesome. But, um, but yeah, but yeah I, um, I hate Jack and Jill. Yeah, it's a horrible, horrible film. I've not seen That's My Boy yet. Doesn't actually have... <laughs> that actually has incest in it, doesn't oh, it? Yeah. Oh, that's My Boy. That's My Boy is as bad as Jack and Jill. One of the nice things about That's My Boy is that he swears in it. But yeah. he swears, They're doing this accent. He's like, I come from Jack and Jill's only a PG. Yeah, I don't get that. How the hell do they get, like... Oh, oh there was a joke. I remember there was a joke. Oh, the boob thing. That's yeah, there was, the one joke. That was the one yeah. joke. That was the one set of jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one joke in the whole film. Hey, hey, <laughs> do you like it when you get celebrity cameos in a film? No. How about when those celebrities are incredibly embarrassed to be in that film? Bruce Jenner stood there Hi looking there. incredibly Hi embarrassed. There, Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp, yeah, didn't <laughs> Johnny want to Depp be there. Just... I actually think they literally just like Johnny Depp was sat there at an actual basketball game. That wasn't shot in an actual basketball <laughs> game. Don't be fucking stupid. Do you remember that yeah. shot? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all horrible. It, the camera is four metres back and no player runs past the screen <laughs> at any point. It just. It what just, if they just <laughs> shot it really badly? And <laughs> Justin just, and Al Pacino just came and sat next to him and Johnny Depp was confused and then the scene no, happened it around wasn't him. No, a real basketball <laughs> game. You can tell it's not a real basketball game because they're in some fucking... The benches were just They sitting. went to a basketball game and they filmed a basketball game. What? Yeah, there's a basketball game going on. stock footage. Yeah, but they must have filmed it. Probably wasn't stock footage. It was stock footage. It wasn't from TV or anything like that. It was filmed on the court. Nah. I like the cinema bit where it's just literally that five rows of seats. Oh, yeah. Just, oh. The best bit was the little kid punching Jill in the face. No, it wasn't. Because I liked, because to me, I was already, that's just Adam Sandler in drag. And then Adam Sandler got punched in the face. And I was like, that's funny. Are you going to watch Grown Ups 2 now? No. I've not even seen the first one. Are you going to watch Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2 now? No. Yeah, you are. No. Yeah, you should double team those two. No, God yeah. no. Don't yeah. double team anything. In you want to watch Grown Ups 1 and then Grown Ups 2 and you want to compare the two, take notes the whole time you want to make a, a comparison between the two. Great films. <sighs> They're not. <sighs> this is only the second Adam Sandler film reviewed on my site. What was the other one? Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, good film. Yeah. I even wrote a thing about does Adam Sandler not give a shit? Oh, no. No, he doesn't. No. I should review Eight Crazy Nights at Christmas, shouldn't I? I don't mind Eight Crazy Nights. It's fucking horrible. I don't mind it. I just wish they didn't sing. Oh. And it was only 30 minutes long. And that, what was the old man with his ridiculous voice mm. and the adverts mm. again? And there's the, wasn't there a reindeer pooping in the street and then eating shit? Like, yeah. Yeah. That feels terrible. Mm. Review something, quick, before I think about Adam Sandler anymore. <laughs> well, I'm going to review Grown Ups 1 and 2. No, um, I am uh, going to review... Let me just quickly go to my list of things that I can review, because... could have reviewed that Kirsten Vig film. That Kirsten Wig? Vig. What? Her name's Vig. W-I-I-G, it's Vig. It's a German name. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, so I Shreem am Magruber. going to review... Great film. I'm going to review... <laughs> I'm going to go do an upper decker. 
What am I going to review? I've uh, seen a bunch of shit. Like, I don't know what... I've seen so much well, you should have thought about that before you... I'm going to review Last Man on Earth, the season, the first season. I haven't um, seen that. I want to watch it. Last Man on Earth is a great series uh, starring... Kristen Schaal and Magruber. Yeah. Kristen <laughs> Schaal and... God, I can't remember his fucking name. Magruber. No, his name's not Magruber. But he plays Phil Miller. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's the story of a man who believes he's the last man on Earth until one day a woman enters the fray. He decides that this woman and him need to procreate because human race needs to survive. It's cursed Kristen Schaal. I mean, Kristen Schaal. I would. She's a lovely lady. She is a lovely lady. She's weird. She, odd lady. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he decides, to, he decides to do that. She won't do it until they get married. Spoilers. <laughs> they get married and then they fuck and it's atrocious and Phil's upset and he decides that he'd prefer to be the last man on earth after, you know, meeting her. Um, and then another woman turns up. This woman is a very attractive lady. And he's like, oh, I want to sleep with this lady. Maybe because we need to increase our chances of, you know, procreating the earth, we should sleep together. She's like, yeah, sure, it makes sense. Once a month, we've agreed it between us, me and your wife. And then all of a sudden, another man turns up named Todd. And he's a very sweet, very large Mexican man who's, you know, he's got a lot of skills at his disposal. It's because he keeps Will Forte. Will Forte. Because he, he allows himself in certain situations. And then Todd becomes, uh, sorry, um... Uh, Phil becomes jealous and is trying to kill Todd. Blah, blah, blah. Lots of stuff happened. There are more people introduced later on as well. It just, essentially, The Last Man on Earth Ooh, becomes an ironic... Oh, essentially, The Last Man on Earth becomes an ironic title because he's not the only man on Earth. He's not even the only man to be called Phil Miller left on the Earth, which is <laughs> even more interesting. Um, but it's a very good comedy series. One of the things that I miss in the first few episodes, you get an idea that Phil is a very destructive person just to entertain his own his own things. There's a There's a scene about him smashing um, first he starts off just bowling yeah. and he goes from bowling to smashing fish tanks that he piles up into a triangle and he goes from smashing fish tanks to blowing up a car that he fills with gas just so that he can destroy something and he's incredibly destructive he opens a door with a gun at one point he just shoots through glass in this door so he can walk through to chat up a mannequin <laughs> and it, it's great and there's this sort of this uh, irrelevance to everything he's doing because he is the last man on earth then you find out there are more people and it becomes more about building a society, but that goes wrong because he's just this manipulative, lying little prick. And he becomes very unlikable halfway through. Then he has sort of a revelation towards the end and he's like becomes a little bit more likable, but you get the sense that maybe he's not changed. And then at the end, it's, there's another reveal that possibly that there's more going on than we even begin, begin to think once we see other people turning up. And it's really nice. And it, 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 they have an idea of a universe they'd like to build. Mm. And you get a sense of that without it feeling bloated. And I think that's the nice thing about having a series because they originally wanted a film based yeah. on this idea and that would never work because you'd introduce elements and there'd be no suspense to the elements. You'd just be like, oh, look, there's more people, more people, more people. By the end, you'd be like, well, it doesn't really fucking matter because there's like 20 people left. Who cares? <laughs> um, but with a series, you know, each time someone arrives, it would be sort of the cliffhanger to the next one. Like Todd, massively overweight Mexican guy, arrives in a Ferrari. Like, just like a really cheesy 80s film. He's like got the aviator glasses and yeah. he takes them off when he sees the sign that says <coughs> Alive in Tuscan. And people start heading towards Tuscan. And he's like, he's like, all right. And gets back in his car and drives towards Tuscan. And then when he's revealed to be this massively overweight guy, you're like, you're like, oh, okay. I thought it was going to be this cool 80s style, like chiseled good looks and a mullet and the aviators and all this shit. But no, <laughs> nothing like that. And I thought that was quite good. Um, it's made by the same people that made the Lego movie. Probably my favourite film of last year, if I'm honest. <laughs> I kept watching the Lego movie. Sometimes I'd forget I'd seen it in that week and watch it twice in a week. Um, there aren't many films that handle narrative so well, and I think that that's partly to do with the directors, um, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. 
Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. Um, they're both really clever guys. They're doing the Lego Batman film. They are doing the Lego yeah. Batman film. They also did <laughs> 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. I wasn't a massive fan of 22 Jump Street, but I think it realised how stupid it was because at the end it had that fantastic scene where they were like, oh, look, it's 23 Jump Street, Men in Black, and, and they've actually, they're going to do that now. Oh, they're actually... They're going to make... So that actually came from... Somewhere yeah, that came it wasn't. From, it wasn't just a relevant joke. It just wasn't some dumb thing that it was no, in the Sony no, email because they, they were like, like they were let's like, just tie the next, together. Which does beg the question because they did like Wild West and shit like that. They had like a bunch of stupid posters like Twenty Five Jump Street, Jump Street in Space and shit like that. And so it just makes it makes you think that you know they've mm. taken these characters that were in the same situation twice and they've seen the stupidity of that. So they've just gone. What can we fucking conjure up in our imagination? What could be the possible thing? See, that I'd do rather next? have a Men in Black crossover with something like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Like those two guys. But I want Tucker and Dale versus Evil to be teamed up with. Um... I don't want to be always a horror film. I want to be Abbott and Costello style, where they just get dragged into different adventures out of their element. See, my problem is that I've been let down so many times by premises that sounded amazing but never mm. came. Mm. And things like Men in Black with Twenty One Jump Street, I'm never going to get Twenty One Jump Street and Ghostbusters. <laughs> I'm never going to get Ghostbusters and Men in Black. I mean, but now because 21 Jump Street's going to Men in Black, that's a stepping stone because they're all in the same company. They're all Sony. Yeah. So there's a possibility that this could start the ball rolling on people just, fuck it. This is a comedy film. Of course we don't need to worry about rules. It's like a sci-fi film. It's like if Star Wars met Star Trek. It doesn't fucking matter if you don't agree with it. It doesn't matter if you say it won't work because it's just, it's what they want to fucking do. It's sci-fi. They'd be like, oh, there's a temporal wormhole coming up. All of a sudden we're in fucking Star Trek land and there's fucking whales and Spock and who gives a shit. Like, you don't need to worry. Just fucking turn Where your brain you off. Where would you fit that in the continuity, man? Star Trek. Wherever you want. It's a wormhole. Wormholes can be anywhere. You can create another universe, man. Yeah, go for it. Fuck it. Who cares? Who fucking cares? I think Spock should have cared before Jesus he freaking traced, chased what's-his-face Eric Banner back in time. But anyway, so like I'm saying, it's... Fucking Vulcan. The Lego movie and, and by extension this like everything that, that they've done so far has impressed me and this especially has been something that I saw the I saw the trailer a year ago and it's that thing where he's making pop tarts, he's got yeah. he's got pop tarts that he's put peanut butter and jelly in and nice. he's eating a peanut butter and pop tart sandwich and it's it's fucking incredible. <laughs> and he's like taking a Monet off the thing and he's getting peanut butter on it and he's just wiping it off with his hoodie sleeve. Just like, <laughs> oh that's fine. Um, it just yeah, I, I liked it. I really liked it. I'd, I'd give this a solid Tom Atkins. It's probably the first Tom Atkins I've given in like a couple of weeks. Yeah, I want to watch it. I need to get around yeah. to it because um, I follow Kristen Schell on Twitter and she's just constantly tweeting about it. Yeah, she's she, really good in it. Really yeah. sweet. Like you know where you just imagine you imagine you had the perfect girlfriend. She was willing to fuck you and do all this other stuff, and she's willing to like accept you for your flaws. You just have to accept her for hers as well. Is she crazy? She's not crazy, but oh. maybe she has a sleep apnea mask. And she's not <laughs> she's not insane, but maybe she wants to move in with you and you're not accepting it, so she sort of... Because I like her in 30 Rock, when she basically becomes the crazy Yeah, she Kevin. becomes yeah, the <laughs> yeah. crazy. She replaces... Um, yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, she's really good in it. Um, and Will Forte is really good in it. Um, a Little Bit Wasted is... Um, God, who's the fucking woman? Jessica Jones? Is it Jessica Jones? Jan- January Jones, isn't it? January Jones? That's yeah. it. Yeah, January Jones. She's a little bit wasted is because she? she just plays like... She's not very good. She plays like, oh, I'm a hot girl. But then she, you sort of, you see her forming a relationship with Todd and you're like, maybe she doesn't care about looks. Maybe she is just, you Does know... she blink every other every word like she did in bloody X-Men First no, Class? Because no, no. that irritated the hell yeah. out of me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, all in all, I was, re- I was really impressed with it. I mean, in the future, like, in the future, we're going to, obviously, we're going to see the Men in Black... 21 Jump Street thing come about and I think there was a joke about them being part of the Ghostbusters as well if the Ghostbusters 
thing does well, then that would be cool. I, is Kirsten Wig one of the Ghostbusters? Depends which one of the Ghostbusters you're looking at. The male version. The only thing we're doing the Ghostbusters thing is that Channing Tatum signed onto a doing a Ghostbusters film, isn't it? God, he? that'd be awesome. I really <laughs> like Channing Tatum. Oh dear. Do you not? I don't know. You've seen. You've seen. This is the end. His face looks like a potato. His face doesn't. He's a very handsome man. <laughs> Have you seen This Is the End? No, I need to see that. Oh shit! There's a great Channing Tatum joke in that. Is there? It doesn't ruin the film for you if I tell you this. He so likes Tatum. Um, no, 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 no. They um, in the beginning they're making jokes about how they would fuck Channing Tatum. Well, he and, would like, fuck them. They'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like, I'd, I, I'd call him Channing Tatum, yeah, and stuff like that. And then at the end, the bad guy. It turns out he's fucking Channing Tatum. He's got him as like his fuck, his fuck, um, like a gimp. He's got him in a gimp outfit, and he's like, "You Hulk. see this shit? I slip right in there." And Channing Tatum, to reveal that he's this in this five second cameo, he literally never. He, he was a big star at the time of that film coming out. Literally no other time in that film has he appeared. And at the end, he's just like, "Oh, hey guys." And it's like, yeah, that's right, Channing Tatum. <laughs> like, this shit slips right in here. And he just zips his hood back up, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking incredible. It's great. Um, yeah, and like I said, Twenty One Jump Street. He, um, you know, the scene where he's on the drugs and he goes into the band room and they're all like playing and he's playing the gong. No, I've still just... not seen Twenty One Jump Street. Oh fuck! He jumps for a gong, and the way that came about was the two guys, you know, the ones who wrote it, um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah. Um, they basically said to him, "Look, you know." what do you want to do and he's like oh, I could jump through that gong and they're like what? you sure because we could get a stunt person to do that he goes no I'll just jump through the gong it's fine they're like straight through this gong incredible yeah really good but um, but yeah Last Man on Earth strong Tom Atkins on that one yeah okay so I guess that's it that's, this is also our reviews exhausted you've done everything you reviewed one extra thing you snuck one extra one in there you cheeky bugger <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I'll have more stuff to review next time because by next time I would have watched Mad Max Fury Road. I've got some films for you. I will finally got playing Broken Age 2, Act 2, which mm. I only played 15 minutes of. I literally played the bit I recorded and put on YouTube and haven't played it since. I was going to do Revelations 2, but I didn't even get past the first first episode. Finish the whole thing. I'm going to. Don't waste people's time with I, I might review Raid reviews. mode separately from Revelations 2, the story mode, because I play a lot of Raid. <laughs> do love Raid mode. Do you remember when it was introduced? Resident Evil 3? Was it Mercenaries? Yeah, Mercenaries. Is it just is literally what Raid Mode is? Just no, no, no. It much. started as Mercenaries, and then you had Resident Evil 4, yeah. and Raid Mode was basically, uh, you got given an environment, and waves of zombies would come in, and you just had to keep chaining them together to kill them, yeah. and the more you killed, the more time you got, and the more time you got, the higher you could get a score, and then you'd unlock other fighters to go in. Yeah. Like, you'd have Hunk, you'd have uh, Krauser, and you'd have the woman, Jill and Ada. I'll have to play it eventually. But Resident Evil's gone a bit, yeah, for me. Well, I thought that, and I'd play Revelations and Revelations 2. And they're both, they're pretty solid. Yeah. Revelations, the one thing I hate about Revelations is don't play on the Wii U. No, I'll play on the 3DS if I get a version. Yeah, it's like 5 on the 3DS, you yeah. might as well buy it. Um, but yeah, on the on the Wii U, the you, you have a scanning mode, and you have, they want you to hold the joypad up and be like... Oh, fuck that noise. Just like on Zombie U, that was one of the things that took me out of Zombie U, is like, you're playing a game and then you've got... Yeah, yeah, yeah screw that. Not anyway... But, uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, that's episode, episode 16. 616. 16. We are fucking awesome at this now. We're just breaking these down. Almost like pros. Yeah. I'm going to go have some food. Bye. Bye. <laughs>